praise. Our eyes have been open to so many things. Praise the Lord. Amen. Our eyes have been open to so many things. So I want us to continue to, and we don't, you know, we don't teach these things. We don't teach these things so that the months will just go by or, you know, um, time will just pass. But we teach these things because they're principles in the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. There are principles in the kingdom of God that if you don't apply them as a child of God, you will be wasting your time on earth. Praise the Lord. If you don't apply these principles and you don't apply these mysteries of the kingdom of God, you would find it hard and you'll be frustrated as a Christian. Praise the Lord. Because sometimes, you know, as, a lot of times as Christians, we are very quick to ask God where he is. As Christians, we are very quick to question God. We are very quick to say, God, where are you? God, why haven't you done this? God, why haven't you done that? Lord, are you not God? Am I, don't I pay my tithe? Don't I evangelize? Don't I do this? As sometimes as Christians, we're very quick to, to, to question God. But you must understand that God is not the problem. Praise the Lord. God is not the problem. Amen. If you do not apply, if you do not understand the mysteries and the principles of the kingdom of God, you will get frustrated as a Christian because you will be as though you are doing all this work and sacrifice, but you are not seeing the manifestations that you so desire. So it is important that as we teach in church, it's important that as we you know, share the word of God, we come up with, um, the spirit leads us with themes. It's important that we pay attention to them. It's important that we listen to the messages. It's important that we go home, listen to the messages again. It's important that when we come for Bible study, the um, uh, outlines that are given to us, we still read them. We still look on them. We read our Bibles when we get home. Don't just be a Sunday, Sunday Christian. Don't just be a hearer of the word alone. Because the Bible says that if you are a hearer of the word and not a doer, I would liken you to a man who is building his house on the sand. That's what the Bible classifies us. If we hear the word and we don't do it. It says that we are likened to men who are building houses on the sand. And if you are building your house on the sand, you can be rest assured that that house is not going to last. Praise the Lord. Amen. That shows you why Christians don't last over time. Because we're building houses on sand. So we can have all the revelations in the world. We can say, ah, this pastor, this guy can preach. This guy preached, ah, he preached so well last week. Oh, he preached so wonderfully last week. Ah, did you go for that program? The power of God was in that program. But we did not go back home to do what we, were, what we were told. We don't go home to do what we were told. So when you don't do that, over time, when the storms and the wind start beating on your house, because the child of God, the Bible says we are temples of the Lord. So when the, the storms of life start beating on your temple, when the storms of life start hitting your temple, it will come down, fall. Because we are not doing. The hearing is the cement, is the, um, you know, is all the, all, all the things that you need to build the house. The doing is the laying of the foundation. The doing is the erecting of the structure. Praise the Lord. Amen. So when we teach, when you hear the word of God, do it. Praise the Lord. Um, if we, if we, we've talked about um, you know, pain of tide, seed sowing, do it. We've talked about praising God, even in the, you know, some, you know, when it's not you know, favorable, do it. You know, I talked about reading your Bible. I've talked about prayer. I've talked about prayer. I've talked a lot about prayer. You know? But if you are not doing it, you won't see the benefits of it. And I pray that God will grant us grace to do these things in the name of Jesus. God will grant us grace to be hearers and doers in Jesus' mighty name. 
Praise the Lord. So we just want to talk about praise, that praise as a weapon of warfare. Praise as a weapon of warfare. And God was, you know, gracious enough to open my eyes to a popular scripture that we always read. But he was able to show me some, some mysteries that are in there. Praise the Lord. Can we, um, we're just going to look at, um, we're just going to look at Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16, from 16 to 40, but we'll just read some portions of it. Acts chapter 16, verse 16. And this is, uh, okay, so let me, this is talking, this is the story of Paul and Silas. This was leading up to when they, they were beaten and then they prayed and the Holy Ghost came down. So it says, and it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. Verse 17, it says, the same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which show unto us the way of salvation. It says, and this she did many days, but Paul was grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command thee in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And he came out the same hour. 19, it says, and when her master saw that their hope and their, the hope of their gains was gone, they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace unto the rulers. He says, and brought them. Okay, let's, uh, let's jump to 23. Jump to 23. He says, and when they had laid many stripes on them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely. 24. 24. He says, who, having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. Verse 26. And suddenly, let somebody say suddenly. Say suddenly. There was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately all the doors were opened. And one's band, everyone's band were loosed. Praise the Lord. Let's stop there. We're talking about praise as a weapon of warfare. Praise as a weapon of warfare. And then we're just going to look at, you know, this scripture. This is one thing that we really talk about. You know, this, we have a popular song. Paul and Silas, they prayed after praying, after singing the holy. Paul and Silas after praying, they sang. After singing the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, you look at, before, the, let's look at um, verse 20, verse 16. Verse 16. We're looking at praise as a weapon of warfare and the things that are, that led up to this particular place. So, just pay attention. Praise the Lord. It says, and it came to pass when we went to prayer and a certain damsel possessed with the spirit of divination which brought her master's much gain by soothsaying. Praise the Lord. Now, let's look at that first part. He says, we went to where? We went to prayer. Praise the Lord. We went to prayer. You see, Paul and Silas were in their calling. They were functioning in what God had asked them to do. These were apostles. These were children of servants of God. And, you know, people that have had encounter with Jesus. Encounter with his spirit. And so, they were functioning in the things that God has called them to do. You see, as a Christian, when you want to engage praise as a weapon of warfare, you must be where God has asked you to be. 
you must be operating and functioning in the place that God has asked you to be. Praise the Lord. Now, this church, let's use this church as an example. We are workers in this church or we are members of this church. Not because the church is, you know, is a nice church, there are beautiful people there, or ah, they sing well, or they don't sing well, or, you know, they do this, I like the pastor, I like the pastor's wife. Or, no. You are here because God wants you to be here. You are here because before the foundations of the world, it was determined that you will be here. Praise the Lord. You see, the moment Adam and Eve left Eden, they started to suffer. The moment Adam and Eve left Eden, they started suffering. Adam had to till the ground. Adam had to do so much work. Praise the Lord. If Eve had her children in the garden of Eden, she wouldn't have gone through labor pains. If Eve had her children in the garden of Eden, she wouldn't have had labor pains because Eden was a place where pain was not allowed. Eden was a place of abundance. It was a place of the presence of God. So staying in Eden was a guarantee of success. But the moment Adam and Eve left the garden of Eden, then the whole suffering began. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, you see, being in this church, being here, because it's where God wants you to be, is where God wants you to receive your spiritual nourishment and your spiritual growth. He wants your spiritual growth to be, you know, to, to take its course here. The moment you step out, the moment you go somewhere else or look for somewhere else because it's more fancy, you step out of your Eden. Praise the Lord. Amen. The moment you don't move or the moment you move without the Spirit of God leading you or without the Spirit of God telling you what to do or where to go, you step out of your Eden. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Like we, all, we always say here that nobody is permitted to die in this church and God will continue to honor his word. Praise the Lord. Nobody is permitted to die in this church. Praise the Lord. No one is permitted to die in this church. We had somebody that used to be here before. We had somebody that used to be here before, one of the instrumentalists that used to be here before. And, you know, he was going through some things, that like he was sick and everything. You know, and there were days that, you know, we gathered and prayed. There were days that we prayed for him. And it was by reason of that prayer and by the mercies of God, he was, he, he's, he, he, you know, sometimes when, he, when he was talking to me one time, he said, oh, Lisa, I thought I had gone. He said, I thought I had gone. But you see, because there's a covenant, there's an Eden that is covering him, you cannot go. Praise the Lord. Amen. That is, that is one of the mysteries of the kingdom. You must be at the right place at the right time. One short thing before you can start to engage the weapons of warfare, you have to be at the place God has called you to be. Praise the Lord. You have to be where God has called you to be. Whether it is church, I'm using church as an example. Whether it is church, whether it is workplace, whether it is state. Whether it is state. Praise the Lord. You understand? Because you know in America, in America we, you can move. You can wake up tomorrow morning. That is Monday. I say, you know what? I'm moving to Florida. And nobody will hold you down. Praise God. Everybody will say, ah, ah, what is going? Why are you going? I'm going. Praise the Lord. That's the way it is. You can wake up tomorrow and you are going to Texas. Nobody will stop you. But is that where God wants you to be? Is that where God wants you to be? Praise the Lord. So you see Paul and Silas, the Bible says, and it came to pass as we went to prayer. It was on their way to prayer. That's when they met this, this, this girl that was, you know, had the spirit of divination and was, they were using it to make money back then. Praise the Lord. Amen. So let's, 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 let's take note of this. We must be in the right place at the right time. You must be sensitive enough to know where God has called you to be. You must be sensitive to know the place of your calling. 
You must be sensitive to know where your Eden is. You must be sensitive to know when your Eden is. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's look at verse 23. Let's look at verse 23. He says, and when, this is number, this, so number one is that you must be at the right place at the right time. You must know where God has called you to be. And you must stay there. Praise the Lord. It has nothing to do with how you feel. You must stay where God has called you to stay. Praise the Lord. Amen. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit is love. Amen. Love is not a feeling. Praise God. Like in a couple of to say, love is not a feeling. Love, to, for when God said that you should love your neighbor as you love yourself, it has nothing to do with how you feel. Like, oh God, no, I don't feel like I should. It has nothing to do with how you feel. Praise the Lord. Amen. I, I'm just tempted to ask this question. Is it every day that, uh, for, this is to marry people, is it every day that you wake up loving your wife or loving your husband? I'm just asking. Is it every day you wake up, ah, love, after 20 years, I love that. Is it every day? Sometimes it's not, but you know, it doesn't matter how you feel. <laughs> it doesn't really matter how you feel. You better stay there. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So that is, that is what it means to stay Amen. In where God has called you to be. Because that is where you find your rest. And then number two, it says in verse 23, and when they had laid many stripes on them, they cast them into prison. Praise the Lord. When they had laid many stripes on them, they cast them into prison. Praise the Lord. How many people have been flogged this year? Has anybody flogged you this year? Like giving you stripes. <laughs> I don't think anybody has gotten any stripes this year. Praise the Lord. But you see, you might not have gotten physical stripes, but life might have given you some stripes. The world might have given you some stripes. You understand? You know, it's, it can be very rough some days. It can be very rough some days. It can be very rough, you know, in some areas. Some days you wake up not knowing what to do. Some days you wake up dejected. You wake up annoyed. You wake up angry. Praise the Lord. You wake up angry at life. You wake up thinking so much. That what, am, what is going on? What am I doing? Where is the, what is the way forward? God, what is happening? Praise the Lord. Amen. He says, and when they had laid many stripes on them, they cast them into prison. That's double. And charging the jailer to keep them safely. Praise the Lord. Amen. Let's go to verse 24. Let's go to verse 24. It says, Who having received such a charge, thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast at the stock. That means the guy locked them, made sure that they were there in that problem. Made sure that they were there in that situation. Let's go to 25. Verse 25. Then, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Praise God. How many people agree with me that this is the worst time to praise God? How many people agree with me? This is the worst time to actually praise God. How would you have been given many stripes? And you know, this is not the cane that we're using in this day and age. Back in the Roman time, if they that their whip that they have, they flog you with it. Your back would tear once. And the Bible says that they had flogged them with many stripes. So it's not that they gave them just ten strokes. You understand? How we beat our children in Nigeria. How we flog them. Praise God. It's not like they, give you, they gave him five or six. Many stripes. But they woke up to praise God. Ah! That, you, must, you know when you read the Bible, you must, God must open your eyes to the context to which it was written. 
They are beating them. So it's not like Paul and Silas, they just came to their houses and said, ah, no, we are locking you up. And then they just put them in handcuffs and then they took them to the prison and left them there. No, they had flogged them in the place of their calling. They had beaten them in the place that God asked them to stay. In the church that God asked them to stay, they had mocked them, they had laughed at them, they had cursed them and yapped them. Praise the Lord. Amen. In the offices, in the places, the workplaces that God has called them to be, that they heard from God, they heard a voice saying, yes, this is where you're supposed to be. In that place, they flogged them. They flogged them and they beat them with many stripes. Praise the Lord. In that marriage and in that, in that relationship that you heard that, ah, God, I saw in a vision, I saw one umbrella and the rain was falling. I knew that, ah, this is the woman's wife. This is the guy. And in that place, you are going through tough times. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But he's saying in verse 25, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. This was the worst time, humanly speaking, to be singing praises. This was the most terrible time to be singing praises. Praise the Lord. You see, it, 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 when, I, when I started initially, I said that God is not the problem. You must understand the principles of the kingdom. You must understand the mysteries of the kingdom so that you can apply them to whatever situation you are in. Praise the Lord. So you see, when you are in, in distress, when you are in you know, that, those places where you, it looks like nothing is happening, no place is work, nothing is working, that is the time that you're supposed to praise. That is the time that you're supposed to engage the weapon of praise. Praise the Lord. Amen. That is when you should engage the weapon of praise. Paul and Silas, these, these people had been flogged for just being ministers. In fact, they were flogged because there was a, it's, it's like the lady had a spirit of divination. So they just casted out a spirit too. That's what they did. It's not as if they even they did something. Somebody was go, uh, uh, troubling them. And they said, in the name of Jesus, get out. Uh, uh, and the people saw that uh, they've, they've spoiled our business. They've, ah, these boys, they've scattered, our, they've scattered our money. Praise God. And then they took them and they beat them. So it's not like they did something wrong. It's not like they were, they, they were thieves or they were, they were doing something terrible. It's the fact that they casted out a demon from someone that was troubling them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, that shows you something in this world and in this race. When you enter into a place, as whether it is you, are, you become the leader of a place, whether you enter into a new territory, and then you scatter the works of Satan, know that they will come for you. You will enter into a new territory. Enter into a new place and start speaking in tongues. You are scattering the works of Satan in that place so that God can be enthroned there. The devil will always come back. He will come back. He might come back as stripes. He might come back as hardship. He might come back as difficulty. He might come back as, you know, weariness. But that is the time that you don't sit down there and not be saying, Oh God, I thought you did this. You said it in your word. That, oh God. You, that's not the time to do that. The, that is the time to stand up and start singing. That's the time to stand up and start singing. Because you, you, if, if somebody is trying to insult you, if somebody is trying to insult you and you start laughing at the person, how do you think the person will feel? The person will look stupid, Abby. Like you are insulting, you are insulting the person. Are you just standing there? <laughs> the person will be looking at you like, ah, 
Is it that what I'm saying is not, it's not hitting him? They will give you more insults, add more words on top, and then you keep laughing. That's how, that's, what, that's how stupid you make the devil look. That's how stupid you make the devil look when you are engaging the weapon of praise. Praise the Lord. When you are engaging the weapons of praise, that's how you make the devil look. You see, when you are praising God ordinarily, that is just thanksgiving. God, I thank you. You know, we're singing, God, I thank you. The moment it turns to a sacrifice of praise, it turns to a weapon. Praise the Lord. So if you are praising normally, you know, the way so, you know, sometimes we do big boy when we are, when we are praising. Oh, Lord, you are good. That's how a lot of people, you know, that's how a lot of people dance. Praise God. No, I've, been to, I've been to almost a thousand churches in this world, so I've seen people. Praise God. Amen. So when you are doing that one, don't worry. That's thanksgiving. God, we honor you. We bless you. Thank you for all that you have done. When it turns to a sacrifice of praise, and sacrifice, we learned it on Wednesday, is something that will cost you. Sacrifice is something that has value. So David said, I will not give God something that will not cost me. So it's not, it's not just the make praise that we used to do. When you engage something that is deep, when you, when you offer it to God as a sacrifice, praise God, then you are engaging the weapon of praise. Praise the Lord. So you see, Paul and Silas, in that place, that was a sacrifice. In that place where they were, that was a sacrifice. Because when you have been flogged, when you have been beaten, and you can barely talk, and then you start, you know, they, 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 had, they changed their hands and they changed their feet. So it's not like they were clapping. It's not like they were dancing. They were just there using their mouths and they were just singing. Praise the Lord. You must, to engage the weapons of praise as a, in, in any battle of life, it must come as a sacrifice. It can't come as an ordinary thanksgiving. It can't just come as an ordinary, oh, Abraham's blessings are mine. Hallelujah. Abraham's blessings. You quickly check uh, WhatsApp. Blessings are mine. Quickly check Facebook. I am blessing the Lord. Quickly reply on Instagram. Blessing the No. That one, even God says, looking at you. Carry on. It is where. <laughs> when you're ready, you will praise. But once it turns to a sacrifice, once it turns to something that costs you, then you are in, heaven will stand up and say, wait, what's going on? 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 Praise the Lord. Amen. You see, Solomon, when Solomon offered those sacrifices, when Solomon offered those sacrifices, God had to stand up. He had to respond. Wait, what is going on? Something's happening. And he came to visit Solomon. God came to visit Solomon. He said, ah, what, is, what do you want that you have offered all these things? That's a sacrifice of praise. That is, is thanksgiving that Solomon engaged as a weapon that drew God's attention and he received the spirit of wisdom. Praise God. So, to an extent, I sympathize, you understand? But it doesn't really matter what you are going through. If you don't apply the principles of the kingdom, you'll be stuck. Praise the Lord. If you don't apply the principles of the kingdom, you'll be stuck. This is what happened to Paul and Silas. Praise the Lord. Because of time, let's jump to number three. Let's jump to number three. And you see that in that verse 25. Please, let's, uh, let's look at that. Let's put that verse 25 up there. Praise the Lord. Verse 25 now said, and at what? At what? At what? It did not say, at, did it say daytime? Did it say daytime? You know, Paul and Silas could have praised it during the day. 
They could have slept after they beaten them and said, you know what, we will praise in the morning. What did they do? At what? At midnight. Praise the Lord. You see, midnight is not, is of course, you know, humanly speaking, yo, please, that's a sleeping time. Praise the Lord. That's when the, the Lord, the Lords of snoring, that's when they come out. Praise the Lord. That's when we sleep and we, you know, praise the Lord. But you see, midnight time, that's a very key time. The midnight hour is a very key hour in this, in this, um, in this, uh, on this earth that we are in. The midnight time is a very key time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's, let me show you, uh, let's look at two things. Let's open to Daniel chapter 2 from verse 17. And then we'll look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. The midnight time. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It says, Then Daniel went to his house and made the thing known to Hananiah, Michelle, Azariah, and his companions. His companions. Verse 18. Okay, verse 18. Look at you. You guys are not ready, Abby. It says that they would desire of the message of God, of the God of heaven concerning the secret that Daniel and his fellow and his fellows should not perish with the rest of the wise men in Babylon. Verse 19. It says, then, let's read together. One, two, go. Amen. Let's read it again. One, two, go. Then was the secret revealed to Daniel in a day vision. In a day vision. In a day vision. In an afternoon vision. In a night vision. Praise God. This was when the king, the king had um, you know, this dream. And then he said that if you he forgot the dream and called all the wise men and said, if you don't tell me the dream, I forgot. I will kill all of you. What kind of wickedness is that? Like, you forgot the dream. Then you are waiting for me to go and bring the dream from where you forgot it so that I can show you or tell you what you dreamed. Praise God. So, it, 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 it's, it's impossible for you. It's like uh, Papa will say he, he had a dream yesterday night and then I, he forgot. Uh, Sir, can you tell me the dream I forgot? From where now? Where do you want me to get it from? But praise God, Daniel and his companions engaged prayers in the night. It was revealed to him when? In the night. In a night vision. A lot of people are sleeping away destiny. A lot of people are crashing and sleeping away destiny. When the things that should be revealed, they won't come in the day. The day is too busy. The day is too busy for you to hear God. You, be, you wake up at 6. You are probably left your house at 7. You are in traffic till 8.30. You got to work. Your boss is talking anyhow. You say, okay, don't worry. God is God will catch you. You enter into, you are doing, after 5 o'clock, you are coming back home. Enter into 285 traffic. You get home like this. You are dropping your child here. You are carrying this person here. You are doing this. You are coming to church. When would you have time to sit down and hear the voice of God? Your break time at work, you are, not, you are not listening to message. You are eating. So it's not like it's your break time that you are using to, to speak in tongues. Praise God. The night time, that's when powers change hands. That's when power change hands. Praise God. I remember uh, um, Apostle Simon was giving an example. He said, he said, he said all of people will go for an interview. They will tell all of you, ah, don't worry, you have gotten the job. Ah, you have gotten the job. He said some people will go to the shrine and go and sleep there. To make sure that their names come out. He said, Christians, we go home. 
snore our way through. And we wake up in the morning, they say, ah, your name is not there. You say, ah, what happened? I thought you promised me. Why? Because it's in the night time. Have you noticed that a lot of people die at night? They say, oh, we lost him in the early hours of this morning. Is that when the spirit of death moves? That's when the spirit of death moves. It comes to capture in the night time when nobody is there. When everybody has, the, the spiritual level people have dropped. That's when he comes. He just, ah, just wake up. He say, ah, she slept. She did not wake up. What happened? It's in the night time. That's when you engage the forces of darkness. That's when you engage the forces of darkness in war. And you rebuke them. Let's open our Bible to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 12. Let's look at Ephesians 6 verse 12. It says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers. Against what? The rulers of darkness. There are people that are ruling darkness. You know, we always glance through the scripture where we are fighting some people. No, read it. We are fighting against rulers of the darkness. Ah. So you're, you're, not, you're, not, you're not fighting the person in your office. You're not fighting the person in your house. You're not fighting the, the woman that's trying to steal your husband. You're not fighting her. You're fighting the rulers of the darkness. You're fighting the spirits that are behind them. Praise the Lord. So when you sleep throughout, don't get, don't, don't, let me, I'm not coming to you, you know, with holier than that attitude. Like as, as if I don't sleep. Don't, me, I used to sleep. Oh. So it's not as if I'm coming to you like I don't used to sleep. But, but I tell you the truth. I seriously engage in night prayer. I make sure I wake, I make sure that at least I wake up. Even if it is 15 minutes, we walk around and pray in tongues. Praise the Lord. You must engage your prayers in the night. That's when, that's when you, 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 let me tell you, you have your dreams in the night. You have your dreams in the night, then you wake up, you say, ah, hey, I dreamed that this happened. I dreamed that that happened. And all of a sudden, you see it coming to pass. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Please, it's not all the nights that you will sleep. It's not all the nights that you should sleep. Praise the Lord. As him, uh, is in the Bible. He said at midnight, Paul and Silas stay praying and singing. Praise the Lord. So please, it's not all the nights. If in the last five years, you have never prayed one night in the last five years, it tells the story of where you are today. If in the last five years you have not engaged in any midnight prayer, any midnight prayer, let me, and you know this thing, you know the, the problem with this world is that we judge it by we judge success by having a good job, you know, you have bought one or two cars or something. Praise the Lord. That's how we, you know, we judge that ah, you are doing well. Eh, eh. That's not how God judges that you are doing well. Your spiritual growth, first of all, that's what the first thing that God judges. Your mental growth, that's the second thing that God judges. Then your health. Because you can have all the money in this world and still be sick. You can have all the, the it, it doesn't, you are not, if you are not a threat to Satan, then you are not an asset to heaven. If you are not a threat to Satan, you are not an asset to heaven. So you can be rich, but you are not shaking the kingdom of darkness. So nobody needs you. The moment you start praying, hey, then heaven is, your, heaven is on your side. Then the devil identifies you as, a, as, a, as an enemy. So you can stay there, you can be rich, you can be, but you are not taught, you are not helping God and you are not helping Satan. Praise God. You are not helping anybody. So they just, in the spirit, they leave. so you can think that you are successful. But to go, when you stand before God, God will tell you, uh, well, if, you, if you, by his mercy, you made it in, you tell, well, enter inside, you shall not help us. Praise God. 
Praise God. And as children of God in this day and age, you can't be neutral. You can't be neutral. If you are aiming to be a minister, you are aiming to be a commissioner, you are aiming to be a politician, you can't be neutral as a politician. Can you be, can you be neutral? You can't be neutral. It's either you are ready to do this or you are ready to do this one. It's point blank. It's straightforward. Praise the Lord. You are looking to be the boss of a company. You are looking to grow and earn promotions. And uh, You will get, because somebody will come and meet you afterwards and say, ah, sir, I have this proposition for you. If you are not it, if you are no, you are not spiritually sound, you will, ah, you will quickly add the zeros or quickly do something, do something wrong. Praise the Lord. The midnight time. God is interested in your spiritual growth. God is interested in your spiritual growth. And it's in the midnight time that that's when the devil walks. That's when demons are on, they are, they are, they are, they are active. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That's why you wake up in the morning, your, your child starts doing something. And you're wondering, what is wrong with this boy gone? I, I, yesterday, he slept well. He slept well, was not giving trouble. He woke up in the morning. His spirits have changed hands. Praise God. Spirits have they've changed hands. Praise God. Heightened spiritual activity takes place in the night. Heightened spiritual activity takes place at night. So if you are sitting down there and you are, you are crashing every night, then you are, not, you, are, you are not, you know, most of these things, it's not now it will tell. It's in after 10 years. That's when you start seeing. Because life op operates in tens. The cycle of life operates in tens. Who you were at 10 years old is different from who you were at 20 and then at 30, 40, 50. That's how life operates. Praise God. The wisdom you have at 20 is not, should not be the wisdom you have at 30. The wisdom you have at 30 is not supposed to be the wisdom you have at 50. Praise God. Amen. So in tens, in the order of tens, that's how, that's how life starts to, you know, it starts to uncover itself. Praise the Lord. Amen. This, you don't understand. Some, you know, you know what, what we need to do, you need to engage these forces. You need to engage in prayer. Amen. It's not like you just wake up in the night and say, Satan, I rebuke you. Satan. But you, your, your territory, where you are staying, where you are functioning, that place that is your Eden, you must guard it against the serpent. That Eden that you are staying in, you must guard it against the serpent. Because, 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 because uh, Adam and Eve, you were enjoying themselves, uh, chilling in the Garden of Eden. But they didn't, were not aware when the serpent came. They were not aware when the serpent came. So you are in an Eden. God has blessed you. God is helping you. God is promoting you. You are having little, small, small victories. Some sort of victories, and you are growing, you are expanding. You must be aware of the serpent because it's going to come and it might not tempt you, it will tempt the person beside you. The person beside you will answer to him, and you, all that you have built will come trickling down. That's what happened to Adam. The devil naturally wouldn't have gone to Adam to, 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 to deceive him because he knew that Adam, that was the first person that had stayed with God. So Adam would have called his bluff that no, we're not eating. But he had gone through his wife. He has gone through the one that he loves so much. So where he, the person, the place you in which your love is, that's where you'll be most vulnerable. So he had gone to the person to which he'll be more vulnerable to. And then Eve put the, the apple in his mouth. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So in guarding your territory, so you're not just doing it for the sake of, um, you're not just praying because it's a spiritual exercise. Mm, you are praying to guard your territory. You are, praying to, you are praying to engage God's mercy. You are praying to engage God's presence. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says that here, the Bible says that while men did what? While men slept, what happened? The enemy saw tears. 
the enemy soldiers, while men were what? While we were sleeping. But should you sleep? Of course you should sleep. Please, the body must rest. But there must be times that you must consistently engage in prayer and not sleep. I remember my mom told me about, uh, no, this was my, my mom's younger brother. She told me about their, their father. He said they bought a new beetle. This was in the 80s. And he said somebody told him that they're coming to steal the beetle. <laughs> he said my grandfather himself and his elder brother, they sat down in front of the gate <laughs> with cutlass. <laughs> and this. They said, let's see the people that we come and steal this beetle in this place. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. They were on guard. They stood there. They said, ah, okay, you want to steal? Come. You will pass through the three of us before you steal this car. Praise the Lord. Because it's while people are sleeping. That's when arm robbers will quickly jump over and start raging. Praise God. Amen. So please, have nights that are dedicated to prayer. Please, have nights that are dedicated to prayer. You, you might not pray all night. You might not pray all, because the Bible says Jesus prayed all night. You understand? You can grow to the level where you are praying on, but at some point, tell sleep, wait. Wait. This, you see, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. Like I was saying, I said, I'm busy, I'm busy. I'm, I'm busy is a deception from hell. I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. I can't, I can't do this. I can't. It's a deception from hell. You will never actually do anything. It's when you get, after a while, you now discover that, wait, what am I using my life to do? But you did not ask yourself that question before. It's over a period of time. That's when you now say, ah, what have I been doing? Praise God. But in, in the sense of it, in the human sense of it, you were working. In the human sense of it, you were making money. In the human sense of it, you were active. But I tell you why, you now ask yourself, ah, what have I been doing? Because why? It's, it, it, you have not, you, you didn't, it, it, time had just flown by. And you're not doing the major, you are doing the minor. Praise the Lord. Pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. So Ephesians 6, um, 6 12, it says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So you see, when Paul and Silas were singing and praising, they were not aiming their prayers at the kings or the people that put them in prison. Praise God. They were aiming their prayers at the rulers of darkness. They were aiming their praises at the principalities and the powers that put them in prison. Because why would you cast out a demon from somebody and set the person free? And they will jail you for that. It shows the system of oppression in that place permits evil. So because they permit evil, they are against people that bring good. Praise God. So you can be in a particular place where you are doing good, but the rulers of the darkness don't like what you are doing. So they don't like what you are doing. Everybody's smiling with you and saying, hey, God, you are a blessing to this place. You are a blessing to our company. You are a blessing to our family. Mm. But some don't, don't like what you are doing. Because you are, you are defeating their, their purpose. You are defeating the ideas that they have. Praise God. So when Paul and Silas were praising and singing, they were not directing it at the people that flogged them. They weren't directing it to the people that were, you know, the king and the people that said they should put them in jail. They were directing it to these forces, these principalities, these powers. And it was Paul that wrote this. He said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. So Paul that wrote this, um, um, this, 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 this verse, he had that understanding. It was not the people that were flogging him that he was fighting against. 
Praise God. You know, somebody, a lot of times, people, when people do things to you, you quickly want to retaliate to them. But it's not, it's, sometimes it's not always them. It's not always them. It's like now, I can ask, when you leave this service today, you have heard the word of God, you have danced, you have praised God, you are feeling happy. The first thing that will happen is that your, your brother will annoy you. The first thing that will happen, your dad will just annoy you. Or your mother will annoy you. Somebody will just say something. Ta, ta, start shouting. That anger has carried your blessing. Why? Because the forces, the oppressions of Satan there know that, ah, this boy is going to call her all your day. Mm. But we have to catch him. So, it's not, in that situation, it's not your son that is just giving you trouble. It's not your son or your wife or your husband that is just giving you trouble. It's not them. It's the fact that there's the only way they can get you is by when you get angry. Praise God. Amen. So, for some men that like women, is the moment you leave the church like this, that's when some people will pass you. See? Oh, you forget everything that's been taught in church. Everything, just wipe. Praise God. Amen. So, we are not resting against people. We're not wrestling against people. We're wrestling against principalities. You know, I checked the dictionary for this word, principalities. Principalities means a state that is ruled by a prince. A state that is ruled by a prince. That's what it means by principality. A sovereign state ruled, reigned by a monarch with the title of prince. And the prince has absolute authority. So when the Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against princes, princes, people that have territorial dominance over a place. And it does not say we are wrestling against principality. You say principalities. So when you sleep all night, you give these people room. Amen. Praise the Lord. So the midnight is the perfect time. Miracles, angelic visitations, they occur in nights. Praise the Lord. Miracles, angelic visitations, they occur at night. Pray that God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. And then the last one I just want to make, uh, let's, jump, let's go back to the uh, Acts chapter 16, verse 14. Oh, no, verse, uh, actually, 16, verse, that'll be 27. Acts chapter 16, verse 27. Okay. Oh, okay, let's go back to 26. Oh, okay, no, 25 then, 25, sorry. Yeah, 25, yeah, this is it. It says, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. And let's read the last part. Everybody, let's, okay, let's read the whole verse. One, two, go. Paul and Silas and sang praises unto, and what? And the prisoners did what? The prisoners did what? The prisoners did what? How many of you, when you are praising God, nobody hears you? Like, even you can't hear yourself. You are singing, uh, God, 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 no. Praise God. You see, that means they were singing loudly. That means they were singing. They were, their voices were actually, they were loud that the prisoners, what? The prisoners heard them. The Bible wouldn't have put it if it, didn't, if, if it wasn't trying to make a point. It says, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Wonderful. And the prisoners heard them. The prisoners looked at them in that sorrow and looked at, ah, you are praising some of the priests, they probably didn't flog them the way they flogged Paul and Silas. So they looked at, we were angry that we're here. You, 
they, they flogged you and you are praising. The prisoners heard them. Praise the Lord. The prisoners heard them. You have to praise God with an I don't care attitude. You have to praise God with an I don't care about who the person beside me attitude. Praise God. A lot of us don't dance in church because we are concerned about the person that is standing beside us. A lot of people don't dance because they are thinking about if I do this step, ah, the person will look at me and say I didn't get it right. That's why people don't, a lot of people don't dance because they are, they are too concerned about what they are wearing. They are too concerned about the heels that they are wearing. They are too concerned about the makeup. They are too concerned about the suit that they wear. They are too concerned about it. You can't engage God's weapon of praise as a warfare, for warfare when you are giving him a proud praise. Just giving him a... I bet me they sing, may we go see that big. Praise God. You can't engage God that way. You see, let's, let, me, let me quickly show us something in First um, Samuel chapter 6. First Samuel chapter 6. First Samuel chapter 6, verse 14. First Samuel 6, verse 14. First Samuel 6, 14. He said, and the cart came to the field of Joshua, the Bethlehemite, Stube, uh, 15. Sorry. <laughs> let's go to 15. It says, and the Levite took down the ark of the Lord and the coffers. Okay, let's go down again, 17. Let me, let me just get to the accurate verse. This is a old story. Now. Oh, okay, I think I... I'm trying to get that place where David's wife, David and his wife, let me see if it is, huh? Okay, Second Samuel. Okay, Second Samuel 6, okay. Thank you, sir. So Second Samuel 6, verse 17. And they brought the ark of the Lord and set it in his place in the midst of the tabernacle that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. Praise the Lord, verse 8. He says, verse 18, he says, And as soon as David had made an, an end of offering, bond offerings and peace offerings, he blessed the people and the name of the Lord of hosts. Um, verse 19, he says, And he dwelt among all the people. He gave them wine, he gave them bread. Okay. Um, okay, let's go back to verse 16. Let me show something in verse 16. It says, And the ark, as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Micah, Saul's daughter, looked through a window and saw the king David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Praise the Lord. It says she saw him doing what? Leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. Praise the Lord. Okay, so let's then jump to 20. Let's jump to 20. It says, Then David returned to bless the household. And this same woman, Michael, his daughter of Saul, came out to meet David. And she said, How glorious was the king of Israel today, who uncovered himself today, who uncovered himself today in the eyes of the handmaids of his servants. And one of the vain fellows shamelessly uncovered himself. So it tells you the kind of thing that David was doing when he was dancing. He was, he was being like a madman. So he was dancing as, you know, there's a way the king should to behave. So he was just 
doing anyhow. So she said, ah, how glorious. Mm, well done, sir. Ah, you have done well. You have uncovered yourself shamelessly in front of everybody. Verse 21. It says, and David said to Micah, it was before the Lord which chose me before your father. Now he was telling her, your father. Say, your father is God that chose me before. <laughs> he said, I'm before all this house to appoint me a ruler over all the people. Therefore, will I play before the Lord. Let everybody say, therefore, will I play before the Lord. So David was playing, he was dancing, he was playing. He said, verse 22, he says, and I would yet be more vile than thus, and I will, be, I will be based in my own sight. And of the maidservants which thou hast spoken of, of them shall I have, shall I be hard in honor. Then this is the part that shocked me. Verse 23. Let's read verse 23 together. One, two, go. Therefore, Michael, the daughter of Saul, had no child. Please, don't despise a man that is praising. You see the word there, he said, after all this argument and all the yabbing and all the insult that, ah, see how you are shaming yourself in front of people. The Bible just said, therefore, she had no child. He said, therefore, no child. David didn't curse this lady. David didn't pronounce any curse on her and say, you, you will never have children. She, he never said that. David never said, he never cursed her. In fact, there's no record of God cursing the girl. No record of God cursing the girl. But because David was engaging the weapons of praise, she became a casualty. David was, he was, he was, he was using the weapon of praise, dancing before God like a crazy person. And then she came to insult him in the middle of it. And that weapon hit her. No child. No child till she died. That's a power, praise is a powerful weapon. No child till she died. Nobody cursed her. Nobody laid anything. Nobody said God did not curse her. But the casualty, being a casualty of the weapon of praise is what put her there. No child till she died. Praise God. These are spiritual principles you must engage. There are spiritual principles you must engage. You are trying to get something. You are trying to do something. You are trying to enter into a new... Praise, sacrifice of praise. Not the ordinary thanksgiving that we are doing, that they will be cajoling people to. Mm, sacrifice of praise. Anybody that is standing in your, in your midst and is saying nonsense, it can be a casualty of that sacrifice. Praise God. Where do you put sacrifices? You put them on the altar. So the altar is, is supposed to be sending arrows against the powers of darkness. But when a human being now decides to stand in that place, it can take the human being out. That's the sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice of praise. Praise God. Please, let's, let us engage these things. Engage in dancing, praising. Where you write out all the problems, or write everything out on a piece of paper, and dance around it. Dance around it and shame it. And see if the God of heaven will not wake up. See if the God of heaven will not rise on your behalf. Anybody that stands in your, in your way will be taken out. That's the sacrifice of praise. Because God respects sacrifices. God respects sacrifices. Whether it is a sacrifice of your time 
Whether it's the sacrifice of your labor, whether it's the sacrifice of your money, whether it's the sacrifice of your, your clothes or your cars or whatever it is, God respects sacrifices. That's why when Hannah, she had done everything, done everything, done everything, she told God, she said, sir, I will give you my son if you give it to me. God respects sacrifices. So don't give God praise that you, if you were to be God, you would not accept it. Because if you were God and you look at the way you are dancing, do you think that you accept the praise? That's one way you must look at it. If you were to be God and you sat down in this church and saw the way you were dancing, would you accept the praise? So if you won't accept it, how much more God? Praise God. We are engaging weapons of warfare. Because like we realized, in, we read in um, Ephesians 6.12 that the weapons of our warfare, they, oh, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. We're invoking the altar of God's, of God's mercy, of God's fire. When you praise God, when you praise God, he, he rises. The Bible says, Arise, O God, and thou shalt have mercy upon Zion. For the set time to favor her is now. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So David was, he said, I will play before the Lord. I will play, I will dance, behave like a mad. There, let me tell you, there are dances that I do in my room, I cannot do it outside. Because if, you, if I do it, you ah, you understand? You look at it and say, ah, no, how can you be dancing like this? But nobody can see it, and nobody should see it. Because it's the sacrifice I'm giving to God. In the midst of everything, it doesn't matter. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Give God that praise. You see, praise, joy, peace, these are weapons of warfare. These are weapons of warfare, joy. Joy. I remember one time we went to him. Um, there was one of our members that time. He is, you know, he lost his dad. So we went to the house. Myself, Shen and my pastor believed then. As we entered inside the house, you could see the, the grief was palpable. Because they were so sad. So sad. <laughs> the pastor believed actually went to pray. <laughs> you know, what do you pray in that? What do you really pray? You know, pray that God will comfort people and stuff. And then he's, you know, Shen said something. He said, he was about to start praying. He said, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. And we said praying in tongues. And said praying in tongues. And praying in tongues. And all of a sudden, pssst, it was as though that dark veil, that cloud just fizzled out. Because in English, we couldn't have made any sense. We would have said, oh, uh, Father, we ask that you comfort them. We ask that you strengthen them. Which is a good prayer. But you see, when you start praying in tongues, engaging the Spirit, all of a sudden, that cloud departed. Praise God. Because why? Joy. joy. For the Holy Ghost to walk, joy must be present. That's what the Bible says. In the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. I try to make a decision. There's no peace in your heart. God is telling you no. It's not until you hear a big voice saying no. That is not it. No. You are about to, you are driving somewhere. Your heart is not happy where you are driving to. It's got, it doesn't matter whether there will be accident or not. It's not always about accident. But you are driving somewhere. God knows that thing you are about to do in that place. I don't want it. Your heart will be beating you. That's God telling you no. Sorry. That's God telling you no. 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 Praise God. You want to enter into something and then you feel peace in your heart. That's the presence of God. I'm with you always. Praise the Lord. 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 Praise the name of Jesus.
hands upon your feet and shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. Lift up your voices and make a joyful noise. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's, let's, let's sing. We'll see, do some singing. Praise the Lord. But let me tell you something. You see, when the children of Israel watch around Jericho, what did God ask them to do? To shout. You don't understand. The Bible says that the walls of Jericho, that seven chariots could sit on the walls of Jericho. So it wasn't this kind of wall. It says seven chariots could sit on the wall of Jericho. So you can imagine the kind of wall it was for seven chariots to be able to, sit, to stand comfortably on a wall. That was a heavy wall. Praise God. So it's not as if it was this regular, you know, this one just put one small gate like that. No. He said chariots could sit on the walls of Jericho. So that was different from where Jericho was itself. Those walls. So that was it. And that was an altar. That was a, that was a defense of Satan. Walls. Walls. So you can walk around that place. You can enter into Jericho and not prosper. Because walls are there. You can enter into Jericho. You will not prosper. It doesn't matter what you do. But you see, by engaging the force of praise, they shouted hallelujahs, walked around seven times. A wall, a wall that could contain seven chariots came down. Ah, praise God. Please, don't be ignorant of the, of the spirit of praise. Don't be ignorant when it comes to praising God. Don't praise God with a lack of this attitude. Don't praise God as if you are doing God a favor. Praise God because you need him. You need God more than he needs you. Bible says if you don't praise me, I will raise stones. I will praise you. So God, you don't need God. God doesn't need you as much as you need him. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You are God. You are not just a big old. You are not just a large old. You are a great God. You are God. Say, you are God. Hey, you are not just a big old. You are not just a large You are a great So, you are big. Awesome God. awesome God, awesome God, 
What the Lord has done, He has destroyed the works of Satan. He has given us victory. That's why we sing. Oh, say, hey. Have you heard what the Lord has done? He has destroyed the works of Satan. He has given us victory. That's why we say, Oh, say, everybody, what say,
want you to, as, as the choir is done singing and praising, and as instrumentalists are playing, I want you to pray in tongues. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. And I want you to make declarations. Declarations. Every wall, every altar, every seat, every power center standing in my way. I take you out. I take you out. Every struggle, every problem. If you cannot pray in the Holy Ghost, please come. If you can't pray in the Holy Ghost, come. If you cannot pray in the Holy Ghost, come forward. Let's pray for you. If you cannot pray in the Holy Ghost, come forward. Come forward. But while they are coming forward, engage the Spirit of God. Destroy every altar. Everything that you saw in your great-grandfather, you saw it in your father, cancel it. Destroy it. Hey! Hey! Shakalabalikalinanoshadaya! Shake it, 
Jesus. I shatter those gates. I command those gates be open now. In the name of Jesus. Long-standing issues are destroyed. 
long-standing issues are dismantled in the name of Jesus. Stronghold, forces of darkness, I dismantle you in the name of Jesus. Every long-standing issue, long-standing health condition, long-standing financial condition, long-standing spirits, long-standing spirits, in the name of Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. I hear long standing issues in my spirit. I hear long standing issues. If you're having dreams of particular patterns, if you are seeing manifestations of things that have been, you, it's as if it's, it's in the line. Don't worry, you know, when they are in medicine, when they take history, they say, Oh, does your father have it? Does your mother have it? You know, those things are not just medical things. Please. In this world, don't just be intellectual. Please be spiritual. It's not everything that your intellect can deal with. It's wonderful for you to have an IQ of a genius. But when it comes to spiritual matters, spiritual intelligence defeats artificial intelligence. So please, don't engage intellectual mindset when it comes to spiritual things. Please. So if you're having those things, you are seeing those traits, please pray this prayer. Please pray it with, pray it with all anger. Because these are the principalities I was explaining to you. These are the powers, they are princes. They make sure that from generation to generation is happening. They make sure of it. It doesn't matter whether you are in America, you are in Nigeria, or you are in Togo. It doesn't matter. They make sure that this happens continually. Because when your grandfather engaged those forces, he didn't just engage him for himself. The devil is not just coming to steal a man. He's coming to steal his generation. So when Satan is eating you or eating your parents, it's the generation he's looking for. He's not just looking for just that one man. So if a man engages the forces of darkness so that he can become wealthy, his sons and his sons' sons will pay for it. That's how it is. So the devil is not, you think, why would the devil struggle just to get one person when he can get the whole line? Praise God. So I want you to pray. Say, Father, long-standing issues evil altars be destroyed now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus be destroyed now in the name of Jesus be shattered now in the name of Jesus be shattered in the name of Jesus long standing issues and evil altars scattered now in the name of Jesus I command long standing issues and evil altars scattered now scattered broken destroyed now in the name of Jesus long standing issues mental issues health issues scattered now I command in the name of Jesus I give the decree in the name of Jesus be destroyed now in Jesus mighty shake it and I command Evil altar spells. I cause it in the name of Jesus. 
In the in, in shrines or in herbalist places, they making they say some words because they are trying to invoke some spirits. You see those Nigerian movies; they don't actually lie. But the problem is that is what the same thing Christians are supposed to be doing. But your incantations are in tongues. You see, that's why when we you know it's important that you are praying in tongues as a child of God. That some things your English cannot help you do. They can't help you. But today, we're going to engage the altar of mercy. We're going to engage the altar of mercy. You see, mercy is not just for sinners. Mercy is not just, forgiveness is for sinners. Mercy is that God will look at you and say, please, everybody that's holding this boy, leave him alone. Leave him. Leave, this man. leave him. That's when God stands up for a man. Psalm 102 verse 13. Psalm 102 verse 13. He says, thou shall arise. And have mercy on Zion. For the set time to favor her is now. So you see, mercy will come before favor. You must engage mercy first before you experience favor. Mercy first at the altar of God. That's what will now propel favor to come to you. So I want everybody to kneel down. Please, I want everybody to kneel And just cry, Father, have mercy on me. God, the reign of your mercy. Have mercy on me, Lord. God, I'm, it's not like I'm praying that much, but forgive me. Have mercy. It's not like I'm fasting as I, I'm not even doing the current fasting. Father, have mercy. God, I'm trusting you, Lord, for a breakthrough. I'm trusting you, God, for elevation. I'm trusting you, God, for open doors. God, have mercy. God, I'm the, I'm the one who is at fault. I did wrongly. I said what I'm not supposed to say. I did what I was not supposed to do. I lied when I was supposed to tell the truth. But God, have mercy. I stole, Lord, have mercy. God, have mercy, Lord. Yes, my father was in the, in the occult. Yes, my mother was in, was in Oboni. Yes, we, they, we engaged in evil practices. But God, have mercy. God, have mercy. King of kings and Lord of lords, have mercy. Lord, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon my family. Have mercy upon my father. Have mercy upon my mother. Have mercy upon my sisters. Have mercy upon my brothers. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy upon my children. Have mercy upon my life. Have mercy upon the work that I'm doing. Have mercy, God. God, have mercy. I'm not coming proud. I'm not coming like I know everything. I don't know anything. That's why I'm coming before you. Without you, Lord, I'm useless. Without you, I don't know anything. Without you, I'm just dumb. Without you, Lord, my strength will fail me. 
God have mercy on me, Lord. God have mercy on me, Lord. I invoke the altar of your mercy, God. I can't do this on my own, Lord. God have mercy. Father have mercy, Lord. On my child that is, has run away. On my child that is wayward. God have mercy. God have mercy, Lord. On the evil desires on the inside of me. The desires, oh God, of me. My flesh, oh God, wants to overpower my spirit. I've been trying to stop this habit for a long time, but I can't. God, have mercy, Lord. Have mercy on me, Lord. I get angry too easily. God, have mercy, Lord. Lord, I say things wrongly too much. God, have mercy, Lord. Have mercy in the name of Jesus. Have mercy on our souls, oh God. God, if you come today, I'm not sure if I'm going to heaven. God, have mercy. God, have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. My mother is in the hospital. Have mercy. Lord, my sister is in the hospital. Have mercy. God, have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. Have mercy, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, have mercy upon us, O God. As a church, O God. As a church, we cry for mercy, Lord. Peace Assembly cries for mercy. We haven't evangelized as we should. We haven't told our neighbors to come to church as we should. Lord, we haven't fasted and prayed as we should. But God, have mercy on us, O God. We invoke the altar of mercy. This territory, Lord, we haven't captured this territory for Jesus. God, have mercy. God, have mercy on us, O God. Father, have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy, Jesus. Alpha and Omega, beginning and the end, the creator that was not created, have mercy. Have mercy on us. Have mercy, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jehovah is the man of war. His mercies endure forever. He is holy. One more time. The God of the God of Abraham. Isaac, Isaac and Jacob, Ephraim, Jehovah, the man. Lift up your hands here. Lift up your hands here. His mercy, His mercy, and your
your hand and say, Father, thank you. Father, I worship you. Let's thank you for that encounter that we had in his presence. Father, I thank you for the encounter. I thank you just for the encounter, for breakthrough, for deliverance, for breaking every chains of the enemy. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we are prayed. The Bible says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. We are going to sound this to the enemy, to the enemy of the church, for those that have been stopping every entrance of this church. Today marks your judgment in Jesus' name. Save the Lord, amen. Today marks your judgment in Jesus' name. Every spirit behind every form of stagnancy in this church, 